evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And with us tonight is Miss Jenny. That's me. That's her. All right. So, um, we have a, a movie for you. It is called... Sunshine, right? Yes. Okay. And, well, all right. Well, let's just get started. Um, as always, we will talk about the plot of the movie. I'll turn it over to Britton. And if Jenny has anything that she wants to say in the intermittent times, then she can as well. I guess I'm giving you guys permission to talk, is what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes no problem. Seriously. You Thank are you. all welcome. So, in the not-too-distant future, uh, the sun, uh, I guess, gets old and kind of worn out. And it starts to dim and cool down, and Earth gets all cold and miserable. Uh, so, uh, the movie starts... Uh, with this mission to, you know, re-blow up the sun uh, with a second star with all the fissile material mined from the planet and, uh, you, know, boot, you know, give the, the sun a little jump start in order to start it again. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the second mission because the first mission failed uh, for unknown and mysterious reasons. So, the, uh, you know, the ship uh, he, you know as they they go across some zone where they uh, no longer receive radio communication they uh, get a gravity assist boost from mercury and because mercury is mainly you know mainly made of iron they hear the distress signal because the planet uh, magically acts as a antenna, antenna. Yeah. and uh, they hear the distress signal from the lost first uh mission and they have to make a decision like all right well they still have their their uh their star nuke on board yeah so do we <clears throat> risk our mission to go and uh rescue them and get their star nuke and maybe whoever's there left on board uh, or do we continue on with our mission as if this hasn't happened and yeah. just continue it like normally like sane people would do they had to make in consideration that's been seven years Yes, seven years since this, uh, since like the last mission, I think failed, right? And, and Star Nukes obviously have like a shelf life of five, yeah. so it's beyond the expiration date. So, um, but like idiots, they decide to go for that second Star Nuke anyway, and then all hell basically breaks loose. Uh, yeah. One by one, the crew fall victim to either disasters or just their own stupidity. Yeah, it was a, uh, the, the first thing to go wrong is, well, other than the guy making the wrong choice, because, uh, his, he pretty much makes the wrong choice because he, the computer was not able to predict the future. Yeah. That, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, it, it, he didn't like that it wasn't 100% uh, probable. So he was like, ah... If I'm not going to be 100% probable, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with two star nukes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the the first foul-up is uh, the... I guess he's the navigator, chief navigator, or uh, whatever the hell he is. He uh, changes the trajectory, and but forgets to adjust the mirror. There's a, there, like a shield. Yeah, there's this big mirror shield that's blocking the uh the star nuke from uh you know the the powers of the sun mm -hmm. 
and uh, he, he forgets to adjust them, which damages four panels uh, of this uh, dome the size of Manhattan. And not just the uh, four panels, but it also, like, blows up their entire plant room. Yeah, somehow. And, yeah, it catches it on fire. It's a bad ship. It's a stupid ship. And then they, uh, this is just a, a very uh, ex expedited type of um, summary, but... They, they fix that uh, at the loss of their captain. Yeah. Then they go to another... Or they finally find the other uh, space station, the other ship. And they get in there and it's like, Oh, well, nothing works. The, the star nuke's been destroyed, so... Whoops. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, they lose two people on that mission. And... There, you know, just to the one thing we kind of skipped over is there. There seems to be a an addictive uh, quality of, I guess, being bathed in the sun's radiance. Mm -hmm. Like there's this sun room, which it doesn't seem like a, a very well advised thing, but they have it, <laughs> uh, and you know people uh, will go in there and just uh, let in a percentage of the sun and you know try and get more and more uh sunlight on their body and uh you know they it becomes a habit somehow and it's not really explained but nothing is no you know just like everything else and uh so they lose one of the sun uh one of the sun addicts and they lose the second in command who is a little wormy guy yeah and uh so only Captain America, oh yeah, Chris Evans is in this. Yeah. And uh, so only Captain America and uh, the Scarecrow. Uh, Killian, Killian Murphy. Is it Killian or is it Cillian? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scarecrow, he uh, he makes it too, and they find out that they have a stowaway on board. Yep. Uh, uh, the original crew of the Icarus One, much like uh, the first Event Horizon crew. <laughs> Uh, somehow, you know, went mad and uh, it baked themselves alive in their sunroom. They were all just a bunch of addicts, I guess, yeah. in the sun. Uh, but, except for one person uh, who was uh, Space Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he actively sabotaging the the crew and the ship and everything like that. Yeah. And baking himself in the sun, so, you know, not so much, but uh, just enough to get a healthy burn. Yeah. And then he sneaks aboard the other ship because he wants to sabotage that one, too. And he does a pretty good job of it, for the most part. Yeah. Well, I mean, for yeah, the most part. You know, the crew is not really competent enough to resist him to begin with. Yeah. Uh, you know, though, much like, uh, you know, Sunman of Superman 4 fame, uh, he did somehow get, you know, a lot stronger. <laughs> and, yeah, so that, that's, that's really about it. Um... Like, uh, Killian Murphy uh, eventually makes the dive into the sun. Uh, the nuke uh, does explode. Spoilers. And, uh, but, yeah. There, there was this perplexing scene when the nuke goes off and Kai just stops. Like, there's this wall of nuke fire. And yeah, he, he's just kind of basking in it. Yeah, he's like in the middle yeah, of the nuke fire and the... Yeah. the fireflies behind him yeah. yeah and like i don't know what uh, i don't know what that was supposed to represent was that uh, maybe brain death 
Yeah, that had to have been. I agree. Like it was everything slowed down so that right as right as the wall was about to engulf him, I like to think like everything slowed down to a crawl. And Maybe. Well, earlier in the movie, he did mention that when it happens, that something about time and space will merge. Oh, that's right. But it was such a oh, throwaway yeah. line oh, that's that right. it didn't we, make we any actually, sense. Britain asked us asked to repeat that line yeah. because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, it. it it, it I, I don't know uh, what they think happens when a nuke goes off, <laughs> uh, but it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. This is a star nuke. This is a much more powerful nuke. I, I guess. It's supposed and to restart the star. Of course, it's going to be stronger. <laughs> you have to restart a star by nuking a star I with, mean, come uh, on, this uh, with a smaller star. This this isn't a Dodge Challenger. This thing's uh, this thing's a little bit tougher to restart than uh, than just a car. What's that from? Is that from the core? No, I think I just made it up. Oh, if I didn't just make it up, I'd like to know where it's from. So everyone listening, write down um, on a stamp, a, a self-addressed stamped envelope, and send us where that quote was from, and send it to our address. And whoever we whoever was closest, they win a prize. If you don't know our address, send it to your local congressman or state representative, and they'll give you a prize. Somebody, yeah. you'll get a prize out of this. Trust me. All of yeah. the trust. They, they won't. So, that was uh, sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, for, sunshine. for the most part. Uh, a bit of a bleak and depressing movie. Yeah, I uh, mean, it wasn't very good. There was a lot of stupid science stuff, but I do want to go through the normal process we'd usually do mm-hmm. and say, first things first, how would you fix this movie? Uh. Yeah, that's a tough one. Actually, this is a lot tougher than uh, most movies we watch because most movies we watch are just very small budget with uh, no ideas and at least this movie had ideas it had ideas like the special you know for being uh, a movie from 2007 uh, the special effects were, were fairly good yeah I, you know, for a 13 14 year old movie yeah the visuals were excellent and I thought the direction like the art direction of it was really really good like the design yeah. of the spaceships and the design of the actual like uh pressurized cabins and all that stuff was cool though the the razzle dazzle spacesuit that they had oh, was it was uh was a bit silly it was it was like gold i'm it, sure there's probably some reason it was yeah it's kind of like the same reason like the the lunar lander had like the, this gold foil on the outside i'm sure it's because the density of gold uh mm-hmm. you know uh, stops ra- you know gamma radiation or something like that but it it just it just looked like they decorated a disco ball into a spacesuit looks like a mr t disco ball. i know so um but anyway so this is going to be a little bit of a challenge as compared to a lot of our other movies about how would how would you fix this and make this into a movie that you would actually want to sit through again and watch again it's tough because even though it's not a great movie, it's not a bad movie. Right. No, I see that. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I can't sit there in good conscience and say that this was a, this was really a, a bad. Movie. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's a bit dull and uh, kind of dumb, but not bad. And I don't know. Like, if I if I had to do this, I would obviously make it uh, dumber. 
Uh, like, I want there to be a chess game with the sun. Hmm. And, uh, he, you know, if, if, uh, someone beats the sun at a chess game, uh, he'll reignite. But if they lose, uh, they get turned into the people ashes. So, and that's interesting because I like to think that, um, the, the person that they send against him, like the, the chess wizard, you know, he's only as good as most earth people can yeah. be, but the sun... It can it can like predict moves like so far out in advance. I think they said that um, if you predict like I think like uh, like 64 moves out from any chess game, like every permutation of moves, like I think like 64 moves out, it is a bigger number than any computer on Earth can handle. That's crazy. And so, <clears throat> but the sun is a much you know smarter opponent. So yeah, it has the mass of the sun to. And the energy of the sun to compute a lot of information. Yeah, so I think that it would be it would be a, a tough challenge for the person going against it. And I imagine they send these chess masters and supercomputers and. I, I I like to think that there's two Icaruses, like there were in the movie. Um, the first one is like you said, all the chess masters and supercomputers, and with all the best technology Earth has to have, and all the the, the mines and everything, like by committee, they mm -hmm. fail horribly and get turned into ash. The second Icarus has the only the last hope alive, which is a chess playing chicken, and <laughs> I I that works, but I uh, I have a you know something I have a correction that may work. Okay, that I think you'll approve. The last hope of humanity is Ernest P. Worrell. I was going to actually say Mr. Bean. He, that would work too, because uh, their their playing style is so unpredictable mm -hmm. uh, that the, the the sun can't you know can't keep up. They're not playing to win; they're playing to make pretty patterns. That's yeah, from, that's from Knives yeah. Out. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a good idea. That, that's, that's your idea, the chess idea. I have a few ideas, but okay. I want to bring it over to Jenny. We haven't heard from her in a while. So uh, how, what would you do to make this movie a little bit uh, a little bit more interesting, a little bit better overall? I think the main thing I would do is um, get rid of the awful characters. Okay. All right, Every that's a single good one of them. The characters did suck. They sucked the so hard. Yeah. yeah, the captain was good. They had no, like, want to be there it's do you know what i mean like yeah, they didn't want to save the planet right it didn't feel like any of them actually gave a crap yeah mm -hmm. which no. is crazy because they were literally handpicked to save the world they were the b team they sent the <laughs> a team and they went crazy so yeah i guess they needed someone to like listen we need someone who's uh who who who's uh, very, very uh, energetic about this mission, but not too energetic. We don't need someone too too <laughs> zealous about uh, saving the Earth because they will go crazy. Uh, the, that being said, I did like uh, Chris Evans' character. You know, though he, sensible one. He was the only one that had a character. Yeah, because like, he was uh, downright callous, but you know when all of him, you know, he had. Yeah, kind of had to be cows because mm -hmm. when you you have all of humanity riding on your shoulders, like one or two or you know half the crew even is a small number to pay for all of humanity. It's like there was one point where uh, Scarecrow was like, 
Oh, you're really gonna sacrifice, uh, are you really gonna try to save one person or kill one person to save, what, the rest of the world? It's like, yes! Yeah. Yes, that is specifically what you should be doing in this situation. Which is literally the same decision the other one made yeah. earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody knew that, you know, listen, we don't get another chance at this. Like, we, we need to do this here and now, like, we have to push forward no matter what. And then, you know, like, oh, but we're going to lose our humanity. It's like, we're going to lose all of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think of the caveat of being like, well, we already mined all of the resources to make the second payload. There is no third payload. I think mm -hmm. um, that could have been impressed upon us a little bit more about yeah. the weight of the fact that this is the last chance because they didn't tell us how long it takes to travel to the sun. If they could have just finished the mission, gone back to Earth, reloaded, and then just gone to Icarus yeah. 1 in the first place and picked them up, you know? You, you know what this movie needed? What the hell was that? Nothing. Oh. That was one of the most spooky ghost things I had outside <laughs> in the kitchen. Uh, you know what this movie needed? You know, it's a little bit cliche, but it needed a opening uh, with, you know, that news clip opening where it's just a series of, uh, you know, uh, of news uh, talking heads talking right. about the, the you know what's going on in the world like the or like Pacific the failure room. of the first one yeah like it starts with uh, the sun's dimming and then it goes into uh, you know you know kind of political intrigue about it then uh, the first mission and the first mission's failure then the second mission and then no more fissile material and all that and that would have actually added a lot to the movie because it would have given a lot of a uh, you know, added more weight to the characters. I, I'm gonna say what I would do to make this movie uh, better for me, at least. Everybody okay. strap in. Okay, um, yes, please do. So, we keep maybe the, uh, I'd say we, we heighten, or not heighten, but we kind of speed through, expedite, like, the first act a little bit. Uh, first two acts for the movie. Like, I would have the entire first act be ending with the failure at reaching the other ship. Like, they reached the other ship, there's a failure, now there's a stowaway on board. And I would have shifted the focus <clears throat> more on the stowaway uh -huh. trying to sabotage the ship. And I would have made him a much more Cronenberg-esque body horror kind uh, of thing. So, the, the radiation from the sun mutated him type yes, thing? Yes, exactly. I would have made this kind of like alien, except this isn't just a space truck crew. This is a crew that literally needs to survive to save the world. Hmm, and, and now there's a monster running among and them. And not, not only a monster, but a, a thinking monster. Yeah, like a uh, a huge, hulking, like, mutated mass that is, uh, that is almost unstoppable. So kind of the thing in space. Yes, exactly. And again, like, the st we can... We can stick with the uh, the opening. Actually, it works a lot better with your opening with the, the news clips and everything because we know how important the space mission yeah. is. But now, I mean, if we're going to kill these people off one at a time anyway, we might as well do it fucking slasher movie style. Yeah. And yeah, that that that's how I would do it. I would make I would shift the focus because it almost seems like right now there was a split focus. Yeah, the 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 movie kind of. Uh really changed gears midway through into a horror movie mm -hmm. like which was not something i was expecting i thought i was expecting something along the lines of gravity excuse me gravity and uh where it's a series of improbable events mm -hmm. that uh you know that takes on the story and you know the only horror is the horror that uh, of the situation 
But, uh, you know, they, they literally conjured a monster. <laughs> uh, to, you know, to, we don't really... Yeah, I guess he died in the explosion, too. I, I'm assuming, yeah. The last thing we really saw him was sh him shaking his fists at them. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, like, the time melt happened. Yeah. And, uh, Killy Murphy is just like, Well, okay, here I am. Uh, what are you gonna do about it? And he's like, oh. <laughs> so I like to imagine he's time melted with the rest of them. He, he's, he's an infinite part of the sun now. And he, he, you know, he becomes one with it. Yeah. As the most powerful being in the solar system. I, I, didn't we have a story we, we wanted to write one time about a, uh, basically a, a monster that, uh, it was like a fight. It started out like human-sized fight, yeah. and then it kept on getting bigger and bigger, and I think at one point we had the, uh, the, like, the monster, like, get shot into the sun and became one with the sun. Yeah. So, the hero, you know, he... He becomes one with the Earth and all the other planets, and uh, they form like a like a body out of the planets, and they start duking it out with the sun like a fist fight. Yeah, that was a pretty good. That was and, a pretty good story. And I think the, the the what we concluded is that the only way he can win is if he threw him into a black hole. I think I think at one point there was an Oort cloud <laughs> somewhere in there, which was <laughs> definitely a Britain idea. I don't, I don't know what it was. I think it was used as a weapon though. Like, it, what, he just coalesces all of the orc cloud? Yeah, into, like, a spear and throws it at the heart of the sun, and, like, pushes the guy out. Yeah, yeah, that's, that does sound like a Britain idea. So, um, because space is cool, kinda. It's dangerous. Kinda. It's, it's deadly, I know, it's kinda cool. Uh, actually, most of it's just empty and boring, but... Hell yeah. The idea of space is pretty cool. Um, so... I guess on that note, uh, since we have our very special guest, Miss Jenny, here, <laughs> what planet would you want to visit if you could in our solar system? We'll go round robin, but we'll see right. Jenny. Interesting. Interesting. We'll, we'll put her on the spot. Um, well, I would probably want to go to Jupiter just because it's so big. It's a, it's a big planet. It is big. It's scary big. Yeah, it is terrifying, but that's cool. That's, that's a cool. that's a cool idea. I like that. I like the. Uh... And there's many moons on Jupiter, so yeah. that would be yeah. interesting. Just the orbitalness mm -hmm. of the whole thing. <laughs> and you could stake your claim on one of the moons, and nobody would care. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be the Jenny Moon Five Thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's a good. That's a good answer. Jupiter is a solid answer. Uh huh. Well, I guess it's well, it's gaseous, a, a gas. Well, it's a gas. All right, Britain. So we'll move on to you uh, next. Well, I think my answer is obvious. Mars. Okay. Uh, I, I would go and uh, I, w I would save uh, uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, I think yeah. I think it was opportunity that uh, that one robot that died. You, you'd okay. kind of, like, give it mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. Oh, no, I, I just sweep it. Oh. You, you just sweep <laughs> the solar panels, and I, I think I might reboot. Oh, don't you die on me! No, that's cool. That's a cool idea. Like, Mars is getting a lot of, you know, attention right now. Yeah. Um, I've always been fascinated myself with going to Venus. I'd like to go under the clouds of Venus and kind of see, you know, oh. what, what, the, the, what the planet's surface is like for, you know... Underneath a sulfur, you know, cloud kind of thing. Oh, you're, hey. uh, hmm. Well, you're not going to have a lot of time. Well, I'm assuming, just like everything else, like, this is almost a... Like, we'll just say you can teleport to it, uh, or just 
project, astral project to it. So, okay. you can, you know, like, you can do a force ghost like Luke Skywalker does, or a force mm. projection. Right, so, so the atmosphere in, doesn't bother you. Yeah, you're in no danger. Like, right. Jenny can go to her moon, and it won't bother her. You can right. go to your Mars, and... Right, I would imagine it'd be very dark. Yeah, I can, I, I would think so. I'd bring a, uh, my force ghost projection would bring a flashlight. <laughs> uh... Yeah. 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 And uh Yeah, it would uh it would definitely Go yeah. oh, home. No. Uh, I'm sorry, the the babies outside distracted me. They're they're, uh, actually, they're tending a garden out there. They're 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 a landscape crew. Oh. What no, the babies? The babies, yeah. The babies. <laughs> or are they just pl Oh, the cabbage patch, I get it. Yeah. And their diapers fertilizing. Alright, go on, I'm sorry. Wow. Uh so here, here is. Uh, I do want to kind of get back to the, uh, the the movie real quick. So okay. we we discussed how to you know fix the movies, but how would we write the farce? Ah, yes, the farce. I always forget, but that is a good idea. The farce movie is is a staple for uh, for. Uh, like I know mine smoke. was a mine was a little bit silly, but we it started was, going there, but but it was not full farce. I mean, once you introduce. Either the chicken playing or the chess playing chicken, yeah. or the uh, Ernest P. Worrell, you know. Then, then I think it's more farcical. Yeah. Although, if, if we do the Ernest thing, I would imagine that um, they kind of keep him in suspended animation until it's time. <laughs> like he's not a part of the crew, you know, or oh, anything yeah, like that. Oh yeah, until the, the he's good cargo. moment, and they're like, they yeah. boot him up. They're like, all right, now's the time, break him out. Uh, and he's like groggy at first, and once he comes through, he's like. Oh, man, did I ever have the weirdest dream right there? I tell you, I fell into the pit of the sun and it was really hot. I'll tell you that much. You like, know what I mean? I, I, I imagine he, it's like Demolition Man where, you know, they, you know, he's kind of a prisoner. Like he, uh, okay, that's fair. Like, what, what did, did he, he do? the man, the man's a, the man's a disaster. He's I want to say that he was somehow responsible for the sun dimming. <laughs> But uh, they have them cased, you know, cased in ice. But you know, they they uh, they just have them along in there. You know, it kind of you know, in case of emergency, break ice. Yeah, <laughs> break earnest. Yeah, and uh, you know, they come across an emergency, and uh, he's uh, melted. You know, not unlike uh, uh, Austin Powers, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, except you know, he's not gonna have a 10 minute pissing scene uh, yeah Ernest wouldn't do that Ernest yeah. is highbrow <laughs> <laughs> and uh so maybe you know maybe it's not necessarily a chess match with the sun maybe there's another avenue like uh you know obviously he does he's gonna have to start the nuke he doesn't necessarily have to die with the nuke because <laughs> it's the Ernest movie yeah but uh like, he does he does have to start the nuke and I imagine it's one of his overly complex uh, Rube Goldberg contraptions <laughs> with uh, like pinwheels and bellows and stuff like that see I imagine that um, when he starts the nuke or does whatever uh, even if it is a chess match like the sun's restarted and like there's a big explosion you know one way or another whether it be through a nuke or the sun restarting and he just as he's like jumping out like of the ship to get away from the explosion like the, it gets him and now he's screaming through space 
you know, okay. dressed in his earnest gear with his hat and his, you know, his, his little denim vest. Or just, is it a space suit with his head on top of it? I like it without it, because he's just screaming the whole time. Wah! And he, like, eventually gets pushed. That's a good earnest scream. Oh, I thank you. I worked on it. Eventually gets pushed all the way back to Earth. You know, he, <laughs> and when he lands after burning up on re-entry, he kind of steps out just a little sooty, you know, and just uh, like a little bit. Of his, his clothes are just a little tattered. But, you know, not completely gone, just uh, just dust himself off. <laughs> well, I blew it up. And uh, I don't know why, but he lands on the planet of the apes beach. <laughs> you blew it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I imagine actually he was going to land on... Like some second-rate villain in the movie, like the uh, like, like Doctor Otto, or no, like the like the mean the mean uh, like bank president who gets angry at him all the time and forces him to go into the spaceship. <laughs> he he crashes through Vern's roof. <laughs> wow, Vern, talk about a lucky landing. <laughs> what you got there? Orange juice? Oh, I hope this is insured, Vern. <laughs> it's not. Well, you need to go through State Farm Insurance, the best insurance, but. Yeah, that's pretty And good. there was a commercial this whole time. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> like, it's a product placement, but, you know, it's it's a less subtly done product placement. <laughs> less subtle than yeah. saying you need insurance. <laughs> like, there, there is, I guess, no less subtle product placement than literally someone turning to literally the camera and pitching the product <laughs> to the audience. Oh, man. I, I do miss Jim Varney. Oh, yeah. There's... Not this isn't just the only Ernest movie that could have been done. Yeah. Um, like I just like to, if we can just pull him out of time, if we can just take that time stone, or the the uh, the Doctor, uh, uh, the Tony Stark time machine, where we can just pull yeah. people out from the past without any repercussions. I would definitely bring an Ernest, a few Ernest, you know, just in case, you know, have a few backup Ernests. Yeah, like we'll we'll put them in tubes. Yeah. Well, we'll keep them fresh. We'll keep them in suspended animation. We'll put them in Tupperware. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound like that would go horribly wrong at some point. Look, if they die, we just go back in time again and get another one. Like, we have the time machine power. Like, there is no there is no effects anymore that are horrible, really. If and those cans pop like Pillsbury, you guys better run. Get a new earnest. Be like seven or <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll have a, Like, if more than one gets out, we'll have to shoot it. <laughs> like, we'll we'll get, keep a shotgun nearby. Well, here's the interesting thing I think that Jenny's hinting at is that yeah. what if there is now seven Ernests loose at once causing havoc and it becomes too too hard to stop? Like, uh, at first, it's a most dangerous game scenario where we're trying to hunt the Ernest down. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine me and you have like little ATVs that we're riding and, uh, you know, we have like the safari caps and everything. Yeah. And each one is in like a different terrain. Like, one's made its way to the rainforest, the other one's in like the city, yeah. one's in a suburb, terrorizing, you know, like moms in, in vans driving their soccer <laughs> kids around. And they're all. Uh, they're all these different, uh, you know, to keep, they're in disguises, and it's all these different Jim Varney characters. Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, Auntie Auntie Nedda. Nedda. <laughs> now, you don't like Auntie Nedda? Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> now, you, uh, you call finally caught me. I thought I could get away and live a full life. <laughs> you call that a gun? Well, I haven't seen a gun. This, these are both terrible Auntie Nedda. Yeah, I was gonna Yours say, was you guys Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, was more I was wondering when you were gonna come by and kill me. But uh like I imagine that the Ernests reproduce asexually. They're they're kind of, <laughs> like 
if they just spawn another like would it be ba- like a baby Ernest or would it no. be like a duplicate it, like duplicate full grown the Ernest. cell splits it, it's like that uh, it's a clone it's like mitosis no I think it's a baby it's like that baby <laughs> Ernest from the Ernest show where it's oh, just Jim gosh. Barney's head on oh, that oh the pump. head and the baby yeah, yeah. did you ever uh, watch that show yeah that's insane it's creepy we have a full 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 fledged earnest theory that is so insane oh, that yeah. I don't know if this is the right time to, to talk I about think we it. might as well. Okay. Oh boy, I'm so excited to hear about your earnest P world extravaganza. Don't, don't bust our balls. <laughs> why'd you bring me on then? I don't know. Isn't that all I do? You got a, you got a good voice. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. 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 This is going to be the rest of the podcast. Wow. Uh, so, um, <laughs> have you ever seen Dr. Otto's uh, Fibonacci device? What was it called? Dr. Otto uh, von Schnick. Whatever you're trying to say, no. Okay. No, I haven't. Like, it's one of the early. I think it's the first Ernest. Technically, Ernest yeah. movie. Like, it doesn't star Ernest, uh, but it stars kind of this, this villain. By Jim uh, Varney. By, who, who's played by Jim Varney, but the, the main character is kind of this guy going on a, you know, on an adventure to stop Dr. Otto, and uh, as he goes along, he, he comes across all these various characters. Well, I think we should explain that Dr. Otto, first of all, has a hand on top of his head yes. that moves around, and also that these characters, like Auntie Nedna and everything, they are actually... Spawn from uh, like like a cloning machine or something yeah, that Doctor Otto has. It's kind of a disguise machine that changes uh, changes Doctor Otto into these different uh, you know, different characters. Mm-hmm. So th- this is canon. At the end of the movie, like the the Doctor Otto's machine is destroyed. It's a really funny movie. Yeah, uh, really check it out if you have it. It is fantastic, and it's a lot more fun. Like it's not a dumb earnest movie. It actually has a a, a self awareness that is yeah. paramount. It, it, it might be uh, the best, it, one of the best earnest based movies there yeah. is. But earnest doesn't come into that at the end. After all these uh, uh, disguises fail, um, he reverts, I guess, back to this uh, simpleton. Like you know, his mind gets melted into like a simpleton, and it's earnest. And he takes his hat off at the end, and he's got the hand on his head still. As Ernest. Yep. So me and Britain have this theory that there are actually two Ernests. One that has a hand that is derived from yeah. Dr. Otto, and one that is the, the normal Ernest that's non-hand-based, that did all, a lot of the commercials. And there there are times where Ernest is a little bit evil mm-hmm. in, in certain movies, or, or it seems a little bit too clumsy, and we, we do have theories... <laughs> Like Ernest goes to jail, there is a, there is another Jim Varney. Yep, and, in there, and we think that Ernest goes to jail because he dresses up as Auntie Nedna at some point. The hero Ernest that we're rooting for is actually the hand Ernest. We think the hand Ernest is actually the good Ernest, and the non-hand Ernest is the one who's supposed to be in jail and switches with him. That's Ernest Prime, who uh, who became bitter over the years. Yeah, we never. Like uh, it, it does explain the the origins of Doctor Otto, but never do we ever figure out where Ernest came from. I think Ernest was just a regular, uh, just a regular schlub. Simpleton. Yeah. Or did we did we have a separated by at birth theory? Okay, that was probably it actually, where the two Ernests were 
separated at birth because that was actually in the Dr. Otto movie that his brother was separated at birth from Dr. Otto, but that brother w apparently grew up to be the hero of that movie. Yeah. He was not Ernest. But, it was something like they had these two characters. Yeah. But, uh... Triplets separated at birth. And, and that uh, solves everything. I, I wish we had wrote... Yeah, we wrote down this theory because it got insane. Because I think there was time travel involved <laughs> and, and alternate universes. So, yeah, that is our, like, very... That is a, just a, a scratching the surface of our very deep, very complex, earnest theory. Like, I, I kind of want to go through that and draw a timeline. That would actually be... Like, we should make a whole book about it. Like, the earnest paradox. And, uh... And just have, like, the two, you know, different things. And then we can... Well, it's not going to be fan fiction, but maybe... Maybe it is where we can start writing further earnest adventures. No, that would be fan fiction. Okay, it's fan it's fiction. It's definitely fan fiction. Uh, it's uh, fan It only fact. becomes not fan fiction when you get it <laughs> published. You know what? Uh, I see no reason why we can't have Ernest books. Yeah. You know what? There's, there's a market. Yeah. Yeah. People, well, I mean, they don't know, people, kids don't know about Ernest anymore, but they will. And who said that children are the target audience? That's true. I know a lot of old people would love to have an Ernest book. Well, that's not true. Like an Ernest Harlequin novel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, I grab you by your shoulders and kiss you deeply. Mm, that's good. That was terrible. That was, what uh, was that? that? That was that was just that was uh, Larry the Cable Guy all of a sudden. Yeah, who were hey, you I'm trying to get even her be? Done. What? Were you trying to be Ernest right uh, there? No, no, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's not even a thing. That, that's not even a that's thing. thing. <laughs> Ernest isn't even a thing. No, what you did. <laughs> that was my Ernest Harlequin novel. That, ah. Oh, was he grabbing them with his head hand? Well, one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm sorry, I don't. Can you explain it to me? Uh, I, I don't really have the time right now to, to go into the ins you, and outs. You sound more <laughs> like different head sound, hands. I'm all head hands and uh, <laughs> sound more like Beetlejuice. I even possess myself. <laughs> I grab my head hands, but uh, I really can't do it right now. I got a lot of I got a lot of things to do. Got to dig a grave. Got to got to get out of here. And, uh, but when I get out of here, we're gonna talk all about the head hands I got. Right? Oh. That also reminds me. Dude, oh. Uh, uh, we also had an idea for another. Uh, uh, we had a, an idea for a movie, a sequel to Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. They wrote the book already. I know they did. It's oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Ours is better. Actually, I can't say that. <laughs> you didn't read the other one. Uh, exactly. That's why I can't say it's ours is better. But no, ours... it's not a movie. So. We have a sequel. True, yeah. true. We can we if we make a sequel to the movie, uh, it it makes the book uncanon. Yep. Just like if we make a Goonies two, the video game will no longer be the yes. sequel. Yes. And just like after the uh, the sequel series of Star Wars came out, it rendered an entire an entire collection of uh, Star Wars books obsolete. Yeah. They're still canon to me. But have you read the 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 books? I've read some of them. I'm not learned. It did. She doesn't know how to read. I can I can read sometimes. Well, I, I think they're they're <laughs> I can made read street signs. I think they're mainly made for you know written for juveniles. I don't think I think a lot of the you know the, a lot of the Star Wars books are are they made? Some no. of them are, but some of them are uh, almost you know. all the ones that were like wiped out in canon were not 
uh, focused on no. the huh. youth. Actually, yeah. it was and what I hear, it you know, it was a pretty good series. Oh, I heard uh, a lot of them are, you know, kind of neat. Uh, I, I read the children's Star Wars based things, like um, Origami Yoda. Okay, I, I'm guessing he was just made of paper. He is made of paper, but he was using the Force to predict the future for this fourth grade. Uh, was he a cootie catcher? Thing a little bit. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty awesome. A little bit. Uh, no, he was. It was interesting. That's a good series. Everybody should read it. That's a, a you know, that's a good recommendation from Miss Jenny. That's right. I work with books. Boop. Got it. So yeah, if they can do uh, our, our our sequel to Hocus Pocus should be all right. Well, I I think we had uh, it, it was supposed it was still gonna be uh, I forget it was it the uh, the main character or or his sister that was gonna be the, the uh, sister I think. So like it the sister the little sister uh, she still lives in, still lives in Salem, mm-hmm. and uh, like her kids. Uh, I think are going to be the focus, or no? It may, or I think it was both of them. Well, I think we determined that the little, yeah, that um, their kid, her kids are the focus, but she grows up to be like this all-powerful white witch. That's right, because she did have a, uh, she had some powers, but she never really, never really did anything with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and something happens where the candles lit again. And the witches come back, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, the cat, or at least the skeleton of the cat, comes back. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, uh, to say like they're back, mm-hmm. and you know, goes to the sisters, and they have to revive a white witch. Like even uh, though the yeah the daughter still has some of the little bit of the powers in there, or the little girl yeah. has the powers in there. Um, they need to revive the full white witch through I think her daughter. Yeah, and it she. But, you know, because she has like a little bit of these powers, she's the only one that can really track down the White Witch because hey, no one really knows where she is. Mm-hmm. And uh, once once uh, the White Witch is free, the uh, the uh, the sisters um, Winnie and I forget the the other ones. The hot one and the other one. Yes, uh, Kathy Najimy and yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. They. Uh, you know, they resurrect a friend of theirs to kind of help fight the White Witch. Yeah, because the White Witch, yeah, you know, is no... Yeah, the, the White Witch can just wipe the floor of them. Yeah, she's way and, too powerful. And, uh, you know, in order to... Uh, in order to, uh, you know, to help e- them out... Even it, the odds a little Yeah, bit. even the odds, they all say Beetlejuice. Yep. <laughs> and they... Oh, is this how we got here? Yes. Okay, I yeah. was really trying to figure it out. Don't worry. We're... <laughs> We we, we we were cooking up a something. We yeah. talk in a circle. Oh, and, hey. uh, yeah, and, and, you know, I, uh, then Beetlejuice comes and he's like, Oh, uh, uh, you got the White Witch here. Uh, how, how you doing? Been a while, been a while my White Witch. Uh, big yeah. fan. Uh, <laughs> you just said there was a White Witch here. Why, why would you tell me to go with the White Witch here? And then, uh, then she starts doing her magic spells and everything. Her power's like... Oh, okay. I guess we're gonna play uh, play games, huh? Well, let's see what I got in my old bag of tricks here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he's cracking his knuckles. Yeah, and he's kind of like this this shyster the whole time. Yeah, just that's to, who he is. Yeah, he's doing his he's trying to do his spells to counter her, and like surprisingly, they're effective enough where he's at least holding his own. He's not yeah. gonna win, but you can tell he's uh, 
he's he's staying strong, you know. Yeah. And then they beat the witches. And yeah. They win. Then that's it. Then it's over. Oh, uh, well, I know it's time for me to the old dusty trail. Uh, see you in twenty. And then that's it. He just goes away. So that's how we got very circuitously yeah. from Ernest P. Worrell, because of my great impression, to, <laughs> uh, to, to the sequel to, yeah, Hocus Pocus uh, 2. Hocus Pocus. With a pit spot, pit spot, with a pit stop, stop, with a pit stop with Star Wars Extended Universe. Yes. 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 I feel so blessed to be here. You should be. It, it really is a privilege. You are in, you are in the, uh, the audience of geniuses here. <laughs> you're really, you're, yeah. The, you know. Go on. Ours are the shoulders that, uh, that, to be. You can do it. Don't worry. You got this, man. I believe in you. Heavy the head that wears a crown. <laughs> we, we got big brain. Yeah, we big brain man. We big brain with funny man ideas. Beetlejuice, that hasn't been done before. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. I, you really cook up something delicious for me every single time I'm here. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I know, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't being sarcastic this time. Oh, okay. Oh, it's hard to uh, tell. It's like a default <laughs> mode. <laughs> like, we're always on the defensive. Like, No, I really mean it. Every time I'm here, you guys are like, do you want to hear some stuff? We got oh, sure. we got stuff oh. coming out our butts. Well, wow. Yeah, I mean that's really where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Do we have any other like absolutely asinine sequels? I mean, we have we have when it comes to asinine ideas, we have about a thousand of them. What, oh. I remember there was one a couple days ago. We were saying we should talk about this on a podcast, and we just thought, oh yeah, we're not going to talk about it. I remember it now. Oh, uh, well, that's ominous. Uh, ominous. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Our Batman. One. Yeah, yeah like we don't it. want to talk about Batman right now, no, not with no. its Fortnite crossover coming out. Yeah, yeah. So there's a Fortnite gonna... crossover coming out for Batman. Yeah, there's a standalone comic that just got released. There's, um, a, there's a Fortnite comic. Uh, I think that they just glommed on to Batman, but there's the a actual glom? there's a glom. <laughs> there's actual like the actual like hardcover graphic novels coming out in like November or something. But the standalone comic came out, and you can only get it. Comic book stores don't go to a bookstore for that. Just go to a library. You can uh, get it ordered. Really? Yeah, you can. You can order comics at the library. Yeah, we have we have tons of graphic novels. If we don't have anything in stock, this is a pitch for my library, by the way. If we don't have anything in stock, you can just put in this, uh, uh, an order request, and we'll purchase it from Amazon or something, and then we'll bring it in for you. My hmm. line of work does not sell comics. My line of work sells lumber. <laughs> My line of work sells comics. Just not singular titles, only the book form graphic novels. We got everything. Actually, everything. They're, not, they're not comics, they're graphic novels. Thank you. We've got mangoes. We've got mangoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got manga. Yeah. I drift in and out. Oh, okay. Are they pick? Have they picked up like crazy at your work? Mangas? Yeah. Okay. Actually, they have. Isn't it insane? Yeah. I, I I'm assuming our business quadrupled. I, I don't know why. What, I just with assumed, the, what, with the manga bomb. Yeah, the, the manga. It's from TikTok. Is it? Yeah. TikTok has been getting the word out of what's cool and fun and hip. And okay. There's a whole book talk subgenre huh. as well as a manga. So, like, because we, um, our manga is usually in our young adult section, and we mm. usually don't get a lot of uh, young adult stuff. But uh, recently, it's just been whenever I've been checking things in or, you know, like, you know, bringing stuff in from uh, being dropped off, it's just been like, there's been a whole bunch of them. So, yeah, I guess, at least yeah. I know the reason why. Yeah, anime and, and manga have really. 
you know, picked up in popularity these these past few years. Like, uh, I, I, I remember there were, like, a couple of guys at work who were the last people I would ever think were into it. We were talking about Dragon Ball Z and, you know, uh, you know how, uh, I remember they said Majin Buu is a bitch. <laughs> One was Big Tough Sal, who, uh, who rides, you know, drives the truck was a teamster. Living. Yeah. Whoa, let me tell y'all about something about Majin Buu. Eat a little bitch. <laughs> Is that but, Ernest? No. That, yes, that was Ernest. That was better than yeah. the other one. <laughs> but I guess if I want to do Ernest, I have to do, uh, I have to do Teamster Sal. Whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? That's good, that's a good Ernest. And let's see. It, oh, was, it wasn't. I, hey, I only have like two or three voices that I do, and they're all the same. I got Barney Rubble. <laughs> hey, Fred. I got Alf. Hey, Willie. <laughs> I got Gilligan. <laughs> hey, Skipper. That's good. <laughs> no, the, yeah. Yeah. I run the gamut. There's a subtle difference in each one that I've ignored. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes them. That's what makes them good impressions. I don't. I don't think you understand. What actually makes a good impression? I always make a good impression. What are you talking oh my about? God. I know, right? Your wordplay is so things. awesome. I'm a <laughs> and uh that note, sunshine. Yes, sunshine. Sunshine. Uh kind of a dumb movie. You can skip it. Yeah, it's uh, it was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, not the 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 worst thing I've ever seen, but uh, not the not the best either. Yeah, if you like just a, a dumb science fiction movie, and uh, you're you're good at kind of ragging on things, and you could you could do worse. You can definitely do worse, but if you like stunning visuals at times and really pretentious visuals at other oh, yeah. times oh, yeah. then this is the movie for you alright so I think that's going to do it but before we go do you have anything you want to plug Miss Jenny oh yeah I've done a lot of things on YouTube now mm-hmm. including a top 5 things you didn't know about Sesame Place which is out now oh. mm-hmm. go find it all right, I think that'll do it there, and uh, definitely go visit uh, Miss Jenny's YouTube page. It is fantastic. Um, she does a lot of different good videos, and I like them. How do, how how can they look you up? Uh, if you go on the UBTubes, which is YouTube for those oh, people, I heard, okay, okay, yeah. it's just Jenny with a Y, J E N N Y, Kopcho, K O P C H O. Cool. All right, check her out. And with that. Take it easy, everybody. Ah, toodaloo. Goodbye. That'll hold a little SOPs.